0: Welcome to podcast one. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second.
1: 4th of July is coming up guys which means it is time to get ready for being in a bikini. I know I have been using the Skinny Confidential Meal Plan non-stop. I basically have memorized all the recipes. They're so easy. They're like five ingredients and they're just all of my go-tos in one spot with all my skinny hacks, tips, teas, even cocktails. All you have to do is go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and we're giving all podcast listeners a 20% off discount. Just use the code her at checkout. You can get my full-blown meal plan. I also have my workouts in there. A lot of these workouts are ones I do when I'm traveling and I don't have time. I'll just do them in my hotel room when I have 27 minutes. You can even do it without tennis shoes on. So everything's quick, efficient, and you even will get an interval guide. Again, that's members.theskinnyconfidential.com and you can use the code him and her for 20% off. All right, let's get this show started.
0: The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready
1: for some major realness.
0: Welcome to The Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: Uh-huh. Are you proud of me that I have that? alcohol for one whole week
0: well with uh, your bad attitude without alcohol i might want you to just start drinking again
1: yeah i know i need a glass of wine you know
0: well lauren welcome back to the show lauren
1: <laughs> we were just talking about how it's been a week and a half since we've had wine and i miss it i miss a nice cold glass of rosé
0: I don't miss it too much, to be honest.
1: All right. Well, not everyone can be as perfect as you.
0: I miss it when I'm in social settings with boring conversations (laughs) with boring people. But other than that, like when I'm just chilling at home, I don't miss it too much.
1: (laughs) I miss it more in social settings, too. I just like one glass of wine to take the edge off. It's my vice, you know?
0: I like it as an escape where it's like, oops, my drink's gone. Got to go back to the bar. Have to exit the conversation. I'll be back and then never come back. That's a little
1: alcoholic-y of you, and Kevin agrees with me.
0: But other than that, like if I'm just sitting at home on the couch, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not missing it too much. I'm doing all right.
1: All right. Well, for those who don't know us, I am Lauren Everett's creator of the blog and brand, The Skinny Confidential.
0: And I'm Michael Bostick, internet entrepreneur and podcaster.
1: And we are back today with an exciting guest who's going to talk all about diet. We're going to find out how to tighten up, tone up and get skinny for 4th of July.
0: Got to get rid of my wine pouch.
1: Yes. just yes.
0: like, I, I, I don't drink beer, so I don't call it a beer gut. It's like a wine pouch, like a sack.
1: Your wine you know? pouch is pathetic. It's the tiniest little pouch that he talks about nonstop, and it's just like not real.
0: It hangs over and flops over my belt.
1: Mm, no, it's like a piece of skin. You can't say that. So I'm really excited to get some tips for the fourth. I don't know if we're going to have a drink by the fourth, but if we do, I want Can we talk about the fourth? Oh... <sighs> Yes, we can, Michael. I know what you're going to say. The fourth
0: Halloween, St. Patrick's Day. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. New Year's. Ooh, New Year's. Amateur hour, people. Amateur hour. Agreed. I'm all for celebrating, right? You know american independence
1: you're not really all for celebrating though because on your birthday you're not like a big celebrator
0: birthday's are even worse than all the holidays <laughs> ouch um, but no so i i appreciate the holiday and i appreciate its significance mm-hmm. and its meaning but what i'm saying is you know memorial weekend all these all these different holiday weekends especially in vegas biggest amateur hour ever everybody's out there everybody's messed up everything's crowded everybody's sloppy
1: they're out there. They're loose. It's amateur hour. Michael and I stay in on so many of these holidays now and we find it so much more efficient because then you just go out and have a really great time when not five million people are out. It's the worst in San Diego. Well, here,
0: here we also have a, the American flag tank top epidemic that all the men tend to do when there's when it's Fourth of July.
1: Tell us about that epidemic.
0: It's out there. It's really, really bad. The American flag tank top epidemic. It's, it's a big deal.
1: Why is it a big deal? Like, tell me about it, because I feel like you went to U of A, so it's a more bigger deal for you.
0: Oh, in Arizona, it's a big deal. But, you know, listen, you know, support your country, fly the flag. I get it, but, you know, if I have to turn around on 4th of July one more year and see you know matching flag and board shorts i'm gonna lose it why we get it right like everybody goes you know the the companies like you know that create those uh, items for those days they clean up they're like listen every bro in southern california is gonna be here tomorrow guys this is our biggest day of the year
1: one year though when we first started dating you did wear an obnoxious long cascading flowy american flag never. scarf nope true never lie
0: Find a picture.
1: Another lie by Michael Bostick, Volume 8,500. Find a picture. Okay, Michael. I do not
0: believe that. I
1: will find a picture. I'm gonna find a fucking picture. If you
0: find a picture and post it, I'll I'll bow down. I will, I don't, I'm gonna I don't
1: literally think, pull out my scarf. I do up. not
0: think that is in existence.
1: Michael, I swear it is. In fact, I think you still have the scarf stuffed in the back of your closet. No oh
0: Oh. oh no, oh, I don't oh, think oh, so. Oh, oh. I don't think so. You have it, listen, guys, if she can't produce a picture. What what if you can't produce a picture? What are you gonna give me?
1: I'm going to Photoshop it because <laughs> I know it's true in my head. Yeah, I'm not a Typical fan of, of dressing too flaggy. I think you should kind of go away from that. I do love a pop of red, like a red Baywatch bathing suit. That's cute for a girl. Um, yeah, it's never been done. <laughs> but I do think you can do like a twist on it. Like I just got this white terry cloth bodysuit that also is a bathing suit. I wore it on Instagram and it's really fun and festive, but not being overly festive. What else can you do? I celebrate the 3rd of July. Oh, my God. He's still on this. All right, Michael. What do you do on the 3rd of July? I can't wait. To
0: I do everything it. you're supposed to do on the 4th, but on the 3rd, and then on the 4th, I just observe the holiday.
1: I do love a basic bitch flag cake. I make one every year, and you eat it every year.
0: Oh, there come here comes the blueberries <laughs> for the stars and the strawberries for the stripes. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> it is good though. I get like a fun cake and then I do like a fun frosting and Kevin's drooling right now. You do like blueberries and then you do like the stripes with strawberries. It's it's really good. I feel like I should post the recipe actually. Alright, so moving on. Let's get into the him and her tip of the week. I'll let you go first.
0: Okay. So this tip is I'm I'm going to go in a different direction here. We've been talking a lot about fun stuff, but I'm going to go I'm going to go businessy again, you know. But we did a poll recently, some of you guys want a little bit more business stuff, a little more strategy stuff. So, this tip is more for small business owners, content creators, saleswomen, salesmen, hell, anyone trying to sell anyone on anything or get someone to consume their content. Okay, so as a lot of you know, I have a private consulting and advertising business. 99% of the problems or issues that I encounter with new businesses, brand builders, sales reps, blogs, anyone, anyone trying to sell anything to someone or get someone to sign up for any of their content is that they're trying to sell before they have provided any kind of value or developed any kind of trust with their consumer or their reader. And the first question they come is they say, Hey, how do I sell this? Or how do I monetize this right up front? The question that you guys should be asking anybody that's trying to do this is, how do I develop a relationship with a consumer or a customer? How do I build something? How do I provide them value so that they come back and they consume my content or they want to engage with the products that I'm selling? The problem is people try to monetize too quickly. And when you do that, it it becomes really difficult to sell because... You're, you're trying to sell to somebody that doesn't have any... There's no bond yet. There's no trust. So I think instead of saying, how do I sell? The question you should be asking yourself is, how can I provide so much value to this person that when I do ask for the sell, they feel obligated or they feel a little bit of pressure to support you, to want to purchase from you? They say, okay, Lauren, for example, has provided me so much value, so much content that when she's tr- when she offers this product, I know one, she's offering me something that she believes in and that I can trust in. And two, she's done so much for me that I'm happy to help her. I think a lot of sales reps, a lot of content creators have it backwards. They try to get the sell first before they've developed trust. So here's the concrete tip is the question you should be asking yourself is, how can I provide value to my customer or consumer so that they continue to engage with my brand without any expectation of selling them? Do this, see what happens, be patient, and trust me, it will work.
1: Great. Great tip, honey. All right, you guys, I am going to talk to you about my diuretic tea. So a diuretic is something that makes you go pee. Now this sounds weird, but before the 4th of July, you want to Probably be the most toned you're going to be. So you want something that's a diuretic. Coffee is a diuretic, it's great, but if you want something that's super efficient, then you have to try this tea recipe. So basically, all you do is you take a tea bag, and I like to get a detox tea. I'll post a link on the blog. It's a non-GMO brand. There's nothing added to it. And you're gonna want to put that in hot water, super easy. You can even do two organic bags if you want. And make sure you're doing this the night before the 4th of July. So then you're going to squeeze one whole lemon. So a lemon's a diuretic too. So it's going to get all that water, all that water weight out of you and then you're going to do two tablespoons sometimes I do three or four but don't tell anyone because I feel like that's not good but um, of apple cider vinegar now when you buy apple cider vinegar make sure it's the mother kind you guys you you know what I'm talking about the kind with like that shit at the bottom that's floating everywhere that looks suspicious but it's actually not you want that and you want it to be the Bragg's brand and you want to get the unfiltered one Michael sometimes brings home the filtered kind, and I have to tell him to go back to the grocery store to return it for the unfiltered. Then you're going to want to slice up some ginger. So you're going to put this in a teacup, and you're going to drink it. And then I like to make another one of these and put it in the refrigerator. So when you wake up in the morning, you have iced diuretic tea so you're drinking your hot tea at night and then you're drinking your iced diuretic tea in the morning and you're just gonna flush all that water weight out of you so when you put on your cute non-red right michael bikini you're gonna look super hot and savvy and not feel bloated at all because of your amazing tsc diuretic tea and we will leave all this info on the skinny confidential and you guys will love this for combating bloat
0: i'm gonna look even better in my American flag tank top and board shorts
1: yeah hopefully you won't have that piece of skin hanging over that you always talk about that you don't have that's non-existent
0: my wine pouch
1: Mm, okay are you gonna have a drink on the fourth of july
0: the third of july
1: oh my god okay all right with that we will be right back with be well by kelly Hey, everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow. You can listen to my show,
2: Off the vime with Caitlin Bristow, every Tuesday on Podcast One. Hear me take on taboo
1: topics and unfiltered advice. I'll also be dishing with some amazing celebrities. Oh, and did I mention there'll be wine? So grab a glass and join me every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts.
0: This is The Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: Kelly Levesque is a nutritionist, wellness expert, and celebrity health coach based in Los Angeles, California. She recently published a book called Body Love. The cover is so cute. And Jessica Alba wrote the foreword. So she's basically a real hustler. Kelly believes in real food, real ingredients, and a clean diet. She's a regular contributor for numerous health, wellness, and lifestyle publications. This badass wellness guru has been featured in E! News, Vogue, Shape, Glamour, laurenconrad.com, and the Zoe Report. Her clients include Jessica Alba, Chelsea Handler, Molly Sims, Emmy Rosson, Katherine Schwarzenegger, and Kate Walsh, to name a few. So with that, welcome to the show, Kelly. Hey, thanks, Lauren. I'm happy to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. So tell us all about yourself. Give us the deets.
2: <laughs> so the deets are I've been obsessed with health and nutrition since I was probably 12 or 13 years old in high school. Uh, my parents were a uh, Pretty conservative. I grew up in Orange County, so I wasn't allowed to watch like The Simpsons or 90210. But for some re- odd reason, they let me bring home like the South Beach diet and Atkins when I was <laughs> 13. Um, always loved science. I'm like a science and math girl, English and grammar. ugh I mean, I'm sorry. Sex are never going to be like good. Um, So I, when I went to college, it wasn't really cool to be an RD back then. It was mostly people were graduating as registered dietitians and ending up in a hospital telling people, you know, to not drink soda. if They're super diabetic and dialysis centers, stuff like that. So it wasn't really the same as it is today where a lot of people want to be in wellness and talking about it. Uh, So I ended up having an eight-year career in cancer and genetics so that's why i came out of nowhere in my 30s (laughs) because i wasn't really in this space professionally i was in it out of hobby and because i love talking about it i was always the girl helping my friends get rid of hormonal acne or ditch a couple pounds and then about five years ago now almost six my best friend was like i'm annoyed with you talking about health and nutrition and biology at every party we go to. So maybe you should just make it your career. And I was also thinking about having my own business. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I thought, what the heck, I'll go back to school and see if I can make something of myself. And I hustled. I had um, a full 40-hour work week in cancer and genetics and on top of that was seeing clients at night, on the weekends, at lunch, before work. Wow, I love a hustler. Yeah, so I did that for almost three full years. Good um, for you. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's scary to ditch a 401k and, and a and a paycheck if you just don't know where it's going to come from. And I think it also kept it as a fun hobby, and I was able to work with people and not feel the pressure of kind of like selling them on a plan or selling them on working with me a certain number of times. A lot of times when you work with people like me, they buy a package. And for me, I hated that because every time I saw a naturopath or someone like myself and I was told to buy a package, it, I don't know, I wanted them I wanted to earn it every single time with every client that I worked with. So it allowed me to do that and then things were pumping and rolling. And I was able to leave, and I left. Um, I consulted the summer of 2015 and left my cancer job in September of 2015. And then I had a mini freakout and was like, wait, now I'm an hourly employee with no insurance. I need to think of like another way to have foundational income. And I wanna share like my message with the world. So when my husband and I ran, we went to New York on a trip, I ended up reaching out to a number of um, literary agents and got a few meetings. And one decided to bring me on, and I wrote a proposal over Christmas break. Basically, <laughs> my family was all snowboarding in Mammoth, and I was in the cabin just typing away. And flew to New York the first week of January, sold a book deal to HarperCollins, and that was January of 2016. So the last year and a half, I've uh, you know I wrote the book in a year, a little under a year, ten months, and have been seeing clients every day, nonstop, ever since. So.
0: To back up a little bit, and this is what one of the things you said I, I find interesting and I think is important. Lauren had the same did the kind of the same strategy, and so did I. You had a nine to five job when you started your consulting business.
1: Absolutely,
2: I I think yeah, I would be so scared if I just jumped off the curb without a a parachute. I mean, like you're it's like jumping off a cliff without a parachute. You just you want to have that. Security. You also having that flexible income and being able to say, "Oh, I want to be a professional. I want to do food recipes and take really awesome pictures and share on and be a professional on Instagram." You have to have the the money to. a website and well, this
0: is this is what I love about 2017 is that, in before, is that, you know, for the last few years, you can have a full-time – we have a lot of young listeners, you know, and they're in this position where they want to do – they want to create a side hustle, or they want to create a business, or they want to do something different than the 95, but they're scared to make the leap, and I always say – well, what are you doing after work? Or what are you doing before work? Yes. Nine to five is, what, eight hours? Yeah. It's 24 hours in a day. And I feel like people, you know, they, they say they want to do these things, but they don't want to put in the time. When, how much time did it, when, were you working on your, you know, your nine to five and then your new business when you were doing both?
1: I mean, I was probably pulling 14-hour days. Whenever I see someone that's successful, that's what you do. People say, I work nine to five. I mean, I was in the boat where I worked three to 12. That's the same exact amount of hours. I just, you know, got strategic with my time because I had to shoot in natural light. So yeah. I think it's incredible that you were like, okay, I have a full-time job, but I'm still going to pursue my passion.
2: Absolutely. And for all your, you guys get it. And for all your listeners, I mean, it. you have to love it and want it enough to do something about it and you have to be so excited about it that you, you know, that you're waiting for your real work, you know, your nine to five or your three to 12 hours to be over so you can get back to your passion.
1: A hundred percent. You got to be hungry, right? Yeah. Okay. I want to jump right in to what I really want to talk about and that's dieting. So first I'm going to start this out with, do you believe in dieting? And if you do, why? And if you don't, why? Um,
2: diet for a lot of people is a four letter word. I think the minute you feel like you're on a diet, the donut that you weren't going to eat anyways is haunting your dreams. The rosé that you weren't going to maybe drink on a Tuesday anyways is all you want. And I think that type of mentality of an eat and do not eat list really puts people in the place to feel like foods are good and foods are bad. And what ends up happening is if they eat foods that are bad, they end up calling the day off and basically saying, well... I had that cronut at that blogger event. So tonight I'm going to do, su- you know, I'll do sushi and then we'll get pizza takeout and I'll start tomorrow. But I think people don't understand the biological consequences of that. Um, blood sugar is compounding. So if you think about that cronut, it's a carbohydrate, it's going to break down to sugar. You can picture the cronut floating in your bloodstream after you eat it because that's where it goes. And then on top of that, the rice from the sushi and on top of that, the pizza. And what's interesting about blood sugar, any carbohydrate that breaks down to blood sugar, which they all do, except fiber doesn't, um, is that it has to be stored 100% in your body or used. So it's going to go in your liver, it's going to go in your muscles, but if you eat too much of it, it will store as fat. So I think understanding the biology of what's happening really helps us make the decision. If you really want the cronut, awesome, but instead of calling the day off because you're on a diet and you ate something that was on your do-not-eat list, you need to think about it like... Every single meal is an opportunity to make a good choice, a healthy choice. And if you wanted that cronut, it wasn't a cheat. It was a choice. And you're going to do something about it, whether that's like, I'm going to have the cronut, and then you're texting, you know, your hubs, and you're like, let's work out. Or you're meeting up with a girlfriend for a hike, or you're deciding that, you know, maybe you're doing a lower-carb, paleo type of meal at lunch or dinner. So
0: is this, for me, I'm not... I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm not so I don't I, I'm just now started this month and like we've been talking about it that I'm starting to focus a lot more on health like wellness, yesterday like yesterday okay
2: yeah. but i <laughs> like I'm working five on minutes it.
0: ago but I'm I've never <laughs> been a fan in anything whether it's a business or diet or working out or academic anything I've never been a fan of goals I yeah. don't I don't like them. I just think that when you set goals and you hit them either you're, you know, you're dissatisfied you're like okay, what's next or you miss it and then you're down on yourself. So I'm I'm more of a fan of systems. So what's like a what's a system someone could put in place to start, you know, like you said, you're not, you're going to crash if you create unrealistic goals. What's, what's some systems that you could set up to, to set yourself up for some success in the long term?
2: Yeah. You're just, you're, you're just plugging the book right away without me, you know, needing to do that cheese ball move where I'm like in my book. (laughs) Um, actually that's all I talk about. So I'm anti diet because it makes people, it's exactly right. Like you're setting an unrealistic goal that you're never going to have gluten ever again in your entire life or rice or never drink alcohol ever again. And it's, you're eventually going to break that. It's your life. Diet slash lifestyle is a diet or a lifestyle. It's not a religion. It's it's going to be broken probably most of the time. And so I'm all about what should go on your plate. Not thinking about the things that you shouldn't have, but thinking about what does it take to f- thrive and flourish and, um, you know, basically keep your brain whip smart and those are the things that your cells need so your cells need protein Um, in any form I have vegan clients raw clients I have hardcore paleo keto clients you name it Um, but protein is super important so I always say well look on your plate where's your protein you know and then there's fat so protein obviously essential amino acids is what we're looking for there. fat fatty acids um maybe that's avocado maybe that's a little olive oil
0: what are some good proteins
2: some good proteins um if you are gonna do the beef route which i'm totally down with i'm fine with that let's find a grass-fed grass-finished steak let's do chicken let's do wild salmon is
1: mcdonald's meat grass-fed no asking for a friend
2: Michael.
1: So, so sorry, oh, no. All
2: right, go on. Um, you know, it's... And here's the deal. <laughs> if you like McDonald's, it's exactly right. You're, if I tell you, you're never going to get to have McDonald's again. Oh, you're I, gonna, who wants to even live? You're going to hide and drive through without Lauren in the car so you can get away with it. And she's gonna I did that find, one time. She's going to find trash under the seat in your car. I did that one time with they one time. Out,
0: I ate it. in the garage. I
2: feel like you've done that a lot.
0: So yeah. really, it was actually really depressing. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. <laughs> um, so... It's basically protein, right? So that's salmon, chicken. If you're if you're a vegan or vegetarian, I recommend if you're a vegetarian. I recommend upping your egg intake. Nuts and seeds are a great source of protein. Um, you need a certain amount of protein every day. Everyone's different depending on their size and their you know their resting metabolic rate and how much activity they get. But um, I try to aim for like 20 grams of protein in in my protein shake in the morning. Maybe some chicken on a salad. Maybe I'm having like steak and broccoli for dinner, something like that. But I'm looking for protein always. I'm looking for fat always. Um, healthy fats, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, nut butters, almonds, cashews, whatever. Um, and I always say, pick what you like. Clients always ask me, should I have almonds or cashews or macadamia nuts? Well, basically, they're almost exactly the same. Um, it really just depends on what you like. So why would you grab 10 almonds when 10 cashews are taste way more... I mean, tastes so much more yummy in my opinion, because they're like that buttery good fat and they're actually gonna make you feel like you're not dieting or what about grass fed butter? I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. Kerrygold unsalted. You betcha, girlfriend. Uh, okay. All right. Irish, um, and then fiber and greens. So fiber would be maybe chia seeds, flax seeds in a smoothie. It could be, um, and fiber and greens for like main meals, like lunch and dinner overlap. That's like cucumbers, salad, broccoli, asparagus. Um, I'm just looking to see that you're having that you have fiber on your plate in, in some form, and that you have some form of color from vegetables. And the reasons for that is because in your human body to rebuild cells, you constantly break down your cells and rebuild them. So people maybe say, oh, I'm 120 pounds. Well, You might have been born and grown to be 120 pounds, but in your lifetime, you will have weighed over 1,000 pounds because you break down and rebuild your body almost nine times by the time you die. So you really are what you eat because the cells that you're rebuilding are from those food groups that I'm talking about, protein and fat specifically. And then fiber and greens, everyone's talking about gut health, right? The gut is linked to... Do you have anxiety? Do you have depression? They're finding out that specific strains of bacteria that live inside of you that can overgrow can cause us to feel OCD tendencies or have massive bloating or absorb more calories from our food than we normally would. So the gut is definitely the key to health. We're going to continue to learn lots of about it. Um, But the best way we know to take care of the gut is to make sure we're pooping and to
1: feed that healthy bacteria. Michael hates talking about pooping. Like, it's his least favorite subject. No, I don't, in the
0: world. I don't hate talking it's not about your it. Favorite, i just, <laughs> yeah, I like to, you know, with my wife, I kind of keep some things separate.
1: It's very it's very sweet. Yeah, and we, and we actually don't talk about I it. don't
0: do that's it for just... sweet reasons. I do it for, for just intimacy reasons. I just, you know,
1: yeah.
2: I
0: like to separate some things. No, we, we have to share so much with each other already.
2: Yeah, know? no, keep it sexy.
1: Like you don't I said, need I'm not. About like, that. this is
0: maybe messed up, and I've been talking about this for a few months now, but I'm not going to be in the birdling room. Okay, so, I've made the decision. Okay,
1: Michael, that's a different story. I've heard too many crazy
0: stories. Michael,
1: plug your ears because I have some questions. Not that
0: I'm not supportive. Like, if I could like reach my hand through like a hole in a wall and like hold her hand and know that I'm there, I would.
1: That's so funny. But I don't want to. My husband's wanna... the same.
2: He's like the sheets big enough where I won't see anything, and the baby drops out the bottom of the sheet. Right? I was like, no. I'm
0: gonna wear like one of those welders masks. You know what I mean? Like something that I just can't like a like a dark blackout because I want her to know like I support her. I'm there. Sure. I love her, but. You've got to think long term here. Yeah.
2: There's no behind the shoulder. People tell you, oh, I'll just stand behind the shoulder. It's happy baby time. There's no behind the shoulder. I
1: don't want you to see anything. So, okay, cover your ears because I'm going to ask a question about pooping. Okay, let me just people.
0: cover my ears with my giant headphones on. All
1: right. Well, what I want to know is how often should someone be going to the bathroom? Um,
2: well, from a medical standpoint, normal is three times a week to three times a day. Um, I like my clients to go to the bathroom once a day at least. Three times a day, Michael. Are you going that much? No.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately. I'd say once a day.
2: So once a
1: day is good.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. And if someone has a problem... You know, and they're not going to the bathroom once a day. I definitely don't think that they should be taking any form of laxatives or sienna tea or trying to force anything. Um, I think the best way to do it is naturally through either taking magnesium. There's a product on the market called Mag 7 that you can get on Amazon. It's a oxidized magnesium, and what that does is it gives fuel to your nerves, so the peristalsis, peristalsis, or the movement of your colon happens, and it's not dumb and dumber style. It is just like a regular, normal situation, and then upping fiber, really you know, making sure that that bacteria that's in your gut, because this might surprise people, and this maybe is Michael's worst nightmare, but if you dehydrate someone's stool, 60% of the weight, dry weight of that stool is actually dead bacteria, so dead probiotic bacteria. So the more fiber you eat, the more that those bugs proliferate, and the more often that you'll you know, go to the bathroom and be regular. And so when we work with those guys, we're looking for probiotics and fiber to feed them. And then if it is a stress situation where you get stressed out or you don't have a situation, if the situation's not perfect and you're not going to the bathroom, magnesium's probably the way to go. Okay. I have two questions.
1: First of all, are you taking your magnesium?
0: I take the magnesium to sleep magnesium.
1: Okay. But are you- he takes calm. Natural calm. I love that too. Okay. All right. Are you taking your probiotics?
0: I um, lost my probiotics. No, no,
1: no, they're in the refrigerator front and center.
0: So no, I'm not. But you know, I don't I feel like I'm not having really any issues. I feel like I'm pretty good right
1: now. Sure. You could be better.
2: Honestly, here's another thing. So I'm going to talk I'm going to tell people to take probiotics every day of the week, but here's what's happening. There's a study that's happening in Europe right now and it's a fake colon and they're dropping probiotics in it and it's acid and enzymes and all of the ph and fluid that you would it would come in contact to see if it the probiotics actually make it to the gut and inoculate into that or like stick in the wall of your you know colon or whatever and they're finding that very few of them do so um oh, it's
0: always you something. know here this like
2: just is like dumping dollars down
0: i get in trouble for for this stuff a lot um in multiple areas it's, you know whether it's climate change or it's health, but in controversial areas, I get in trouble because my issues are this: studies change so frequently that. You don't. It's kind of difficult. It's difficult sometimes to figure out. Okay, what is real? So, what I practice in my life is moderation. I talk about it a lot. I think that's kind of what has gotten me through. But you know, there's. a I don't know if you've heard of the book yet, and I can't remember the author. Of it. I just got it, but I haven't read it yet. It's called The Plant Paradox. Have you seen that? Yeah,
2: that's Dr. Gundry. Yes,
1: he talks a lot about lectins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about lectins because I'm so, so curious. I want is, you to break it down. This
0: is where. To, to give some people some backstory, this is where people like me get thrown off because I think, okay, I'm going to eat chia seeds and tomatoes and all these things that are going to be healthy. And then a book like that by a Dr. Gundry comes out <laughs> and it says, wait a minute, buddy, slow down. Don't do that. And so now I'm like, okay, wait a minute.
2: Yeah, no, no nightshades, no seeds, no like grains. Um, yeah, it's the same thing when it comes like to gluten. Lectins are in plant-based foods and they believe that they are breaking down the gut wall. So if you've heard of leaky gut, it's his gut permeability, which is a separation of the cells in your colon and believe it or not, you only have one cell thick between the inside of your colon, which is considered the outside of your body, and the inside of your body where you absorb your food into, right? And so we want the junction, we want all those cells to be have like tight junctions and be really tight together so that you know, you're not having big pieces of gluten or soy or something come into your bloodstream, and your body goes, What's this? It's not fully broken down. And we're going to have a food allergy to that, and we're going to have an antibody to that. So they believe that now lectins are causing gut permeability, the separation of those cells, which can cause inflammation. So here's my deal. I mean,
0: and they say I, lectins cause this, right? Because this is their, the plant's defense mechanism exactly against predators, right. right?
2: Exactly right. And they would say that maybe an animal who would just eat a certain type of plant would eat that for a little bit not feel so great. And, and stop eating stop it. stop eating it. But we just don't have...
0: We're not smart enough.
2: We don't... Yeah. We're just going down the food chain. No, this we This is just, my problem, though. Is what, yeah.
0: I could just be eating something that is... Yeah. You know, it's not great. Probably McDonald's would cut that out.
2: Right. I mean... I think moderation is the key to everything. I think what we're finding nowadays is people really are searching for answers and they end up cleansing so hard and pulling all these things out of their diet. And then what the rebound to that is a crazy binge. And we go binge, cleanse, binge, cleanse. And the problem is, is when they think about what they think would be perfect. So if you were someone like me and you've read a number of diet books out there, you'd be like, okay, well, soy's not great for you, gluten's not great for you, lectins aren't great for you, dairy's not great for you, and then there's nothing really left to eat and you're afraid to eat all of these things and what you think is perfect is just eating spinach or raw green vegetables. And you get to a place, and that's why orthorexia is on the rise. We've had
1: Jordan Younger on, and she's talked about that. Yeah. She becomes scared of everything. Well, I
2: unravel whatever she's scared of with science, and I bring up—because I can pick anything, like— Gluten, soy, wine, wine water—I can pick anything, and I can get into PubMed research, which is basically the encyclopedia of all the, you know, all the research that's available for me for anything. And I can find pros and cons, and I can tell the story both ways. And I like to pride myself on doing that instead of taking one hard stance and saying you should never have this ever again because. Granted, it's going to change. Like, someone's going to do another study. It's going to come out to point the other direction. So, I think instead of binging and cleansing, we want to think about what is balance. And balance isn't living some perfect life because you read that all these 10 foods aren't good and you don't eat them. So, you're, you know, if you're a pendulum ball swinging, ben, binge, cleanse, binge, cleanse, you don't want to stop. It's not about stopping completely, it's about learning how to bounce off that
1: midline. Like, maybe you do have McDonald's. So I shouldn't not drink for a month. <laughs> well, I
2: mean, that's a healthy thing. I think I think the times that I cut things out of my life completely like that are if I find that I'm too obsessed with it. Like, I really love coffee. I really love coffee. And I, I'm good with one coffee a day. But what ends up happening is it sounds yummy. So I'm like, it's 2 o'clock. Let's have another coffee. And if I notice that I'm doing that too often and I'm drinking too much caffeine, then I'm like, look you have a little bit of a problem right now. Let's see if you can cut it out for 30 days, and then I come back with a little less of vengeance.
0: See, this is this is resonating with me because I've, I've talked to a lot of people, but this is resonating because I think maybe you and I are on the same page in, in the sense that you break habits.
2: exactly,
1: And
0: that's basically, I, I've never really been able to word it or think of like when I explain to Lauren or anybody else how I operate or how my brain thinks is, that's constantly all I do is just break habits. If I'm doing something and I'm like, okay, I've been doing this a lot, then I'll cut it. And it's not because I think I'm overdoing it or doing too much. I just think that it's good for the human body to break habits or even for your mind. Like if you're, you know, you're in a, if you're in a rut and you're, and you're having problems and break a habit, do something crazy. If you're in an area and you're going stir crazy, go travel somewhere different. Like I just think it's important for the humans to break habits. And that's, I love it. I think I've been doing that without knowing I'm doing
2: that. And it, it's a it's a really awesome way to live. You're you're challenging yourself too because we can easily get stuck in like the habit of eating whatever we eat, going wherever we go, doing whatever we do, and we're not growing. We're not challenging ourselves. We're not changing. And I think that, that that's keeping you evolving
0: and this, discipline. It's not to say to break. You know, like obviously habit is very important for humans, right? Like a, a good habit would be to work out or to eat well or that stuff, but. I guess what I'm saying is I, you can change it up. You can change up the workout or you can change up the diet or you can change up the way you think but you just you have to do something different.
2: Totally. I mean, I I have clients ask me all the time, you know, they really would just want me to to, to tell them exactly what to eat and exactly how to work out and when to work out and when to eat and when to drink and you know, like you want me to tell you when to have sex with your husband? Like you know, I mean, <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 one of those things where the only like in my chapter on um, working out i 'm like i don 't really care as long as it 's consistent. You could go be a yogi for six months and then decide you want to run a marathon, but as long as you 're moving and you 're sore or you 're challenging yourself, I think that that 's all we really need to do.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about someone who maybe does want to diet. Sure. And we don't have to call it diet, but someone that wants to lose 10 pounds. Sure. What's a healthy amount of time duration to do that? And what's a healthy way to go about losing 10 pounds in a constructive way where they won't gain it back the second they start maybe implementing foods that aren't as good as the ones they were eating? Sure. Um... Back to habits. I really like when people
2: have a good habit, and it isn't changing your whole life overnight. I think that you change, like, a third of your day. So maybe you commit to just the first third of your day from, like, breakfast to lunch, being, like, really clean and healthy. Maybe maybe you work out and you have, like, a superfood type of a smoothie or something like that. And then we work on making that a habit. Once it's easy, then we tackle the second half and the third half. When it comes to diet, it depends on the person. I've been able to pull... 10 pounds off a person in a month I've been able to pull you know six off in the first week it depends on how much inflammation and water weight they're carrying it depends on um you know how poorly they were eating before how much they're working out but you know the healthy weight loss is about two pounds a week one to two pounds a week um But the first week is always really telling of how poorly maybe they were eating before, um, the sodium imbalance they might have in cells that are retaining a little bit too much water. Uh, But my favorite way to help people lose weight is to turn off hunger hormones. So when I talk about protein, fat, fiber, and greens, I call that the Fab Four. But those things turn off eight hunger hormones. So if you think about stretching your stomach physically, like not just having a green juice, but having a smoothie that has fiber in it and greens in it, and it actually fills your stomach and stretches it, a hunger hormone called ghrelin, it calms it down, right? And if we have protein, then neuropeptide Y, our cravings for carbohydrates go down, you know, so it's kind of like a scientific mechanism, but... I think about how can I get a client to eat three meals a day, not snack, not five to six small meals a day, like just a solid meal. And I want them to eat to stay tidy. I want them to feel full and calm. And so that way they arrive at lunch not starving. We make our worst decisions when we walk into lunch starving, when we walk into the grocery store starving, when, you know, these are the times. I mean, I get it. If you're if you're looking at your coworkers or whatever at ten thirty in the morning, going, what are we post mating in for lunch today? I'm already thinking about it, and they're planning their meal and they're thinking about it. They probably had the wrong thing for breakfast. Maybe they had like tried to have a kind bar and a non fat latte, and they think that that's doing them. A service, but it's not because I look at that nonfat milk has more sugar than any of the other milks. Um, kind bars are kind of covered in like a glucose sh- sugary syrup. And so that to me is two spikes up. Basically, picture the nonfat latte floating in your bloodstream. Picture the kind bar floating in your bloodstream. Your blood sugar is going up. Three hours later, you're going to be
1: crashing hard. So what's an ideal breakfast? I know you said a smoothie. Like, What are, what are three options that you would be out of your mind happy with?
2: Okay, so I'm a big proponent of the smoothie. I talk about smoothies all the time, but I am I have a lot of fruit free smoothies and I have smoothies that just have a fourth a cup of fruit because that amount of fructose can be stored in your liver without storing as fat.
1: Okay, so what kind of fruit do you have that's a
2: fourth cup? So, like blueberries, raspberries. So, my protein, my, my smoothie formula is just as easy as the Fab Four. You gotta have a protein. You can use collagen protein, you can use vanilla pea protein, you can use chocolate whey protein. And depending on the client and what they like, we find a protein powder that they like. It's just picking a clean, um, you know, minimal ingredients type of a protein, but it's a great base. I like moon juice. Do you like that? Yeah. Okay. They have a mushroom based protein. It's good. Okay. That's vanilla, right? So, yes. then, then you would pick a fat. You wanna put almond butter in that, you wanna put peanut butter in that. Do you want to put coconut oil, um, avocado? It kind of depends on the flavor
1: profile that you like. Like how much coconut oil? I'm gonna get real specific.
2: Yeah, so I want twenty grams of protein, somewhere between eighteen and twenty grams of protein for um, for a woman of your stature. And then one to two tablespoons of fat, which people would be like, Oh my gosh, if you count calories,
1: that's scary. No, I don't I don't I totally agree with you on that. I don't look at calories. Who has time to look at? What calories? about for men? So I can get up
2: to 30 grams of protein with my guys. Over 30 grams of protein, um, that protein might be... end up being metabolized into blood sugar and doing you a disservice. So we just, you know, for women, somewhere around 20, for guys, somewhere around 30. Um, and then fat, same sort of a thing. You start with a tablespoon. If you find that you're starving by 1030, then the next day I want you to do two tablespoons of fat, maybe one coconut oil, maybe one almond butter. So then you have this vanilla, coconut, almond type of a base. That's your protein. That's your fat. Then you need fiber. So acacia fiber is a non-seed-based fiber that won't have lectins. Um, I love chia. I love. Flax. What about hemp? Is hemp Hemp's a fat, right? Hemp, every seed and nut is protein, fat, and fiber together, Got right? It. So um, so it's actually all of those things. Uh, I don't consider... There are hemp proteins on the market, but I don't really consider hep, hemp seeds as... I mean, they're fine and they're great, but they're just like a nut or a seed. So I want...
1: So is the hemp a fiber? Could you consider hemp a fiber or would you prefer chia?
2: No, I would prefer chia or okay. flax. Okay. H- hemp leans more towards a nut, like almost... Like, um like an almond butter, so you got your protein, you got your fat, you got your fiber, and fiber is the same. Fat is one to two tablespoons, fiber is one to two tablespoons, and then um, depending on what you choose, and then greens, um throw a handful in there if you like if you can get away with two handfuls without. It being a problem? Cool.
0: I did it this morning. Okay. She's looking at me weird.
2: Spinach is a great way to start. If you don't like the taste of greens, microgreens are great, too. Microgreens are the little sprouts. They have 14 times the nutrition as the full-grown plant, and you barely taste them. What? You betcha,
1: girlfriend. Wait, so you can get the microgreens, and it's way better for you? It's way better Is for that you. what I have, Even too? better than, like, leafy green organic spinach? If you get yeah spinach microgreens kale microgreens it's gonna be stronger. Is that what I've been doing? No, you haven't. Oh, I <laughs> thought I was winning. On okay, and now I now I get to the fruit, and this is where I screw up. So, I do a little too much fruit. I think. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I people put in a full banana, a date. They put in a you know a cup of, a cup of frozen berries, and people are like, well, fruit is good sugar, and I get that fruit is good sugar, but. Because we have blenders now and people do smoothie bowls and acai bowls, it's basically equivalent to, like, four glasses of rosé. Are you kidding me? So much sugar and so much so much sugar that's going to spike your blood sugar. And then the other half of the sugar from fruit is fructose, and that's metabolized in your liver. And if it doesn't fit in your liver, it stores as fat. So, you know, people are derailing their own efforts. And so this is where I get to be a stickler. Like, I have clients, for example, Chelsea Handler. She likes chocolate almond butter, MCT oil, which is like even coconut oil on crack, um, some chia seeds, a handful of spinach, and almond milk. That's it. She doesn't even do fruit, but she, hers tastes like an almond butter cup.
0: Yeah, I'm not so into the fruit. I'll do like a banana. Is banana okay?
2: Uh, what about a half of a banana? So this is what we go for. We go for a fourth to half a cup of fruit. So you, I would take your bananas, break them up, put them in a freezer bag, and just throw a half in.
1: Do you love a date or do you not like a date? I don't like a date. A lot of people don't like a date.
0: I'm not into the date
2: either. Yeah. <laughs> Never have been.
1: <laughs> okay it's like, so it's like a date.
2: cooler prune. Uh,
1: it's like okay, all right. All okay, right. So, so. there's a lot of carb, a lot of carb in it one day. I can't even believe it. Yeah, and so that's what you want to think about because here's the deal.
2: When I had a client, Mary Phillips, she's a makeup artist here in LA. She does like all the Kardashians. I'm always like her, her like stalker on, on Instagram. I'm like, how do I do my makeup? Anyways, she do, she used to do two like two cups of mixed berries. You know, raw warrior vanilla protein, almond milk. And she's like, it's great, it's like strawberries and cream. Like, okay, Mary, I understand that that shake is only, like, 200 calories, but here's what's going to happen. I don't want you to change anything else, but I want you to drop your fruit to a fourth a cup. I want the protein that you have. I want you to add almond butter. I want you to add chia seeds. And I want you to text me and tell me when you get hungry. And she did that the first day, and it was, like, 1.30, and she texted me and was, like, I don't know what's happening. I'm, like, just starting to get hungry. When you're really – when your blood sugar is balanced, which you're eating all these foods that don't break down to blood sugar and they keep you full, then we make way better decisions at lunch. And and we make better decisions that lunch. It almost affects the tone. Yeah, sets the tone and continues to affect the the subsequent meals.
1: Okay, can I ask you a question about something I just found and I'm really excited about it? And it's going to kill me if you say you don't like it. Sure, powdered non-GMO peanut butter. But it's there's only one ingredient. PB two. It's Crazy Richards. Okay, yeah. Yeah. because when I'm running out the door and I don't have time I'll do two scoops of that in water with ice and two scoops of protein powder and I just shake it up tell me that that's good because it's so much protein if you're going to tell me no I'm going to cry no 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 I'm totally fine with that
2: okay I, I like it I like their full peanut butter better just because a little bit of fat helps to turn off hunger hormones but um, but if you wanted to really geek out and you're on the run quickly you could do your protein powder you could do your peanut powdered peanut butter and then you could do a splash of MCT oil in that and shake it up Great idea. and that would last you a little bit longer. So I'm of the... What a
1: good tip.
2: Yeah. I'm like the person who is anti-snacking, anti-small meals because it's just giving us opportunities. One, it's aging and it's asking your body to digest food over and over and over and over again. And two, it's giving you an opportunity to make the wrong choice and asking you to use like mental self-control at 3 or 4 o'clock not to have a brownie or a chocolate chip cookie. And instead, I want you to think, how do I turn off my hunger hormones, feel relaxed, feel calm, and go four to six hours naturally without thinking about food? Because when you have that break of time, you get a surge of human growth hormone and testosterone that helps burn away belly fat and maintain lean muscle mass so it's anti-aging it's great for body comp and it's also good for like digestion and staying super regular
1: I love that I'm not a big fan of eating small meals throughout the day I make my big smoothie and I can go for I I can go for a while I I, who has time to like sit down and like eat their two hard-boiled eggs like I'm like I really try to go for long periods but I have found that a lot of people do like that snack if they like the snack Mm -hmm. what do you recommend yeah, I call it the bridge snack,
2: right? Because we gotta bridge ourselves from lunch to dinner. Because sometimes lunch is at one and dinner is like Euro style nine p.m., um, eight whatever. And also, that's a period of time in the day where we're a little bit more depleted. There's a cortisol curve thing happening there, so you want to you want to like grab for something that's protein, fat, fiber based. So that might be you know maybe you have half an avocado, maybe you have. hard-boiled egg maybe you have a handful of cashews maybe you have a roadie my roadie is literally i'll take almond milk and chocolate protein powder and shake it up it tastes like chocolate milk oh that's so good see that's so simple yeah and And what kind of chocolate protein powder so i'm coming out with protein powder in about eight weeks that's exciting yeah big girl move when you are on the phone and you're like yes actually my producers in San Diego. I'm like, yes, you can charge my credit card.
1: That's <laughs> and so I exciting. I gotta
2: think about it like Monopoly right now. <laughs> really That's really, all really. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's Monopoly. <laughs> it's not real money. <laughs> um yeah, so but I I am a fan of I'm a fan of organic pea protein. Okay, that's or, what I like too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get away with some people are fine with whey too. The collagen thing is kind of interesting. What it's about what, cricket? Oh yeah, like Exo powder, Exo bars and all that stuff. Totally sustainable, has all the essential amino acids. It's definitely um, What about goat? Like goat whey, goat whey protein? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Both of those are great.
0: I'm <laughs> just asking because I used to do whey, but I'm switching up a little bit, I'm breaking, you know, breaking patterns. I like
2: And you going to have to you're going to have to tell me about your cricket protein. I will. Yeah. So, now I
0: want to if it's okay with you girls, I want to go back to the beginning. But then jump back to the end. You started this business as a side business. Yes. And now you you have a book and you have a, a, a booming business and you have a protein powder coming out. How in, in the beginning, obviously, it's a lot of client-based work, right? Yeah. How did you start to get clients and how did you build the roster of clients that you have now? Because sure. I know there's a lot of young people listening that are starting out and they're building either a client service business or any kind of service business, and they're, and they're struggling with, okay, how do I get clients? How do I make money?
1: Sure.
2: A um, couple of things. So first of all, when I was at, at USC, I was in a business class um, taught by the dean of the business school there, and Dr. Dean Ellis, what's up, dude? Um, he said, most people in Los Angeles to maintain a lifestyle in L.A. have five different forms of income to make over a million dollars a year. Smart man. And I was like, whoa, how do people have five jobs? And he was like, no, Kelly. It, what I'm saying is you might take your you know lawyer paycheck and turn around and buy a triple net lease. You might invest in apartment buildings. You might come out with a product. And for me to live my dream... Uh, it did start hourly. It did, it, that's still a big part of my business is seeing clients one-on-one and doing that hustle. Um, but always in the back of my mind, I wanted to have multiple forms of income under that umbrella and then maybe one outside of it to diversify. Most millionaires I hope the, have
0: seven.
1: Yes, I hope the audience is taking seven? notes right here because, you guys, this is one of the most... Jemmyest tips that anyone's ever dropped. That is a great, great tip. I love that. If if uh, Val and Mimi are listening, we definitely need to quote that on the blog. No, and Go I
0: think. And I think it's it's important. I've always, not to talk about myself, but I've always been nervous to not have multiple streams of income. Because you never know when something can turn off or an industry can change or maybe a new fad can come and it makes research irrelevant, right? So totally. it's important for anybody listening to set them, even if it's a small thing, side thing.
2: Now i got to up my number from five to seven. <laughs> Dang it, God, it's so hard to live in L.A. Almost there. <laughs> I'm okay in my apartment right now. We'll figure you're, it out. You're doing fine. <laughs> um, so... I think it's important for people to know that the first client that I worked with, I worked with for six months for free. And that was at five in the morning, Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Wow. I I was all hands on. So side note, I have a 200 hour yoga certification and a a certified personal trainer. I'm a certified personal trainer through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. I'm a collector of... (laughs) Certifications and like degrees, but it made me feel comfortable. And I thought when I worked with people that I needed to be everything. I needed to give them a meal plan, I needed to work them out, I needed to motivate them. And um, it's since changed, and I just talked to people about food. But I got up every day and trained her at a park with kettlebells and every Sunday night she received her meal plan and it was the most work I've ever done for a single client ever she was getting ready for her wedding she lost 35 pounds wow Wow. and over 17 inches body wide and looked like a new person
1: okay my question is though is it still off now today yes okay
2: That's the best part is that through this process, she developed a lifestyle and she knew that she could have a little fun and she knew how to auto correct without being the girl who ran to beaming and got a juice cleanse or, you know, pressed or one of these companies because all of the, you know, I got to explain to her that like if you're doing a juice cleanse. All that is is sugar, and all it is is fructose, and whatever doesn't fit in your liver is stored as fat. So by juice, too, we're storing fat. And what's happening? You're not eating, so you're losing water weight. You think you're down five pounds, but really you might have, like, lost a little muscle, lost a little water, go to Cabo, chips, guac, margaritas, come back four, real pounds heavier.
1: Wait, I literally did that. Like, I actually just did what you said, like, when I first started blogging six years ago. I went to Cabo after a juice cleanse and did that exact thing. Well, you
2: got to get the bikini ready. I'm just trying to teach people how to get bikini ready without doing something that drastic. Amazing. And, And then it becomes more of a lifestyle. Then you're not binging and cleansing and you're really just balanced, but... Yeah, Misha, I call her my golden child to this day. I'll text her, I'll be like, what's up, golden child? One of my really good friends, you know, but it was free. And what happened was that transformation at her wedding of 300 people became a catalyst for me. So makeup artists who did her makeup and the florist who did her flowers and we're all getting ready. And, um, you know, they're asking me questions and then all of our friends. And then it became a network of people. And, and really, it's scary to like... I'm sure you felt this way when you started blogging. You're like, I'm blogging to no one. I'm Instagramming to no one, <laughs> you know? But you have these moments where people jump on board and people are excited for you and then they're interested and you're sharing tip- t- tidbits and, and uh, tips of information and and then they get excited and and then it becomes easier and easier and easier to get clients and it becomes word of mouth. And it doesn't happen overnight. And you have to be a yes person. Like the first time I got... Well, the reason why I got Jessica Alba was because Target was throwing an event with Honest at the Lombardi house like three years two and a half years ago and I knew the event planning company and they called me and they're like this is super random but we want to have like a furniture vignette with a health coach and nutritionist sitting there to answer the bloggers questions about health and if I was full of myself I would have been like oh no that's going to be lame I'm going to sit and do what? No. Um but of course, I'm, I'm saying yes to everything. I'm going to every event, I'm meeting people, I'm trying to get my name out there. So I said, yes, absolutely, I'd love to. And I sat at that furniture vignette and people didn't know why I was there. They kind of walked by and stared at me. <laughs> there wasn't really good signage. Um, And I was telling them about the food, and I think they thought I was with the caterer. It was a whole bunch of things, but eventually the event was over, and Lauren Anderson, who's been friends with Jessica Alba since high school and her makeup artist, was filling her plate and was like, I'm so sorry, do you mind if I just sit in your other chair? Not even to like work with me or talk with me. And I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. So she sat down and we started talking. She's like, why are you here? I explained. And then she started asking me health questions. And then I started working with her. And within two months, we had fixed an issue that she was having, um, some inflammation and a little bit of tightening it up and all of that. And looked amazing, felt amazing. And I got a random email that was like, Kelly, I'd like for you to meet my soul sister,
1: Jessica Alba. She'd like to start working with you but that doesn't point. show the audience what it takes and what you can do with just putting yourself out there. I don't well, know. If it also
0: doesn't, you know, you weren't here in the beginning when we were t- uh, we did a little intro and one of the things we're talking about is how when you're starting a business you have to provide value up front before you start to sell somebody and if that doesn't prove the point i don't know what does go from doing something for free to getting jessica alba and then a a crazy roster of people you know looking at that roster of people these are all what i would consider high performing people people that are in relatively or really good shape right spectrum so when someone when someone comes to you and they're in good shape and you know what are they what's – that, what's that individual looking for? Well,
1: like, take Molly Sims. I mean, to me, she looks like – she's very thin. Like, she looks amazing. She looks – It's when she comes to you and she already looks like that, what do you do?
2: Molly Sims is a little bit of a one-off. Molly Sims and I worked together to, for her to lose her baby weight after her most recent chi- – her third child, Baby Gray. So um, so that's a little bit different. So we worked together in her third trimester to make sure – because third trimester, like, the baby's cooked – the baby's growing, you know, so you, you're you're feeling a little bit bigger. You're feeling a little bit more uncomfortable. You're not getting the good kind of sleep. You're craving more carbohydrates. So just talking her through, like, ways to mitigate that, ways to balance her blood sugar through the third trimester, um, reinforcing her, her need for hydration and sleep. And then after she had the baby, um, we just went right back into making sure that she had, you know, the right protein, fat, and fiber, like, all kind of, like, chopped up veggies and cooked chicken and avocado in her fridge because the thing is, is it's so easy to pick up the phone and get takeout, you know, and you already have a reason because you're not feeling great and you just had a C-section and you have a brand new baby who's keeping you up at night. And we make all these excuses like now's the time. But I feel like I'm the kind of person that can come into your life and say, I'm going to help you make the decisions you want to make, but you're not physically able to make at this moment in time. I love that.
0: Is there a quality that comes to mind when you think of your clients, for the for the people listening, for the clients that have been successful with you? Is there like something that they have in common in the mindset or something that they do? Because I know maybe you've had clients that have been more successful than others. Maybe I don't know if you've had any that have not been successful, but when you think of your most successful clients, is there something or a quality that comes to mind that's like, they all have this in common?
2: Yes. I think that even though a lot of the clients on my roster in my in in my mind, are perfect humans. Um, They're not perfectionists. They're doers, which I think is really interesting because I think when we get really caught up And I've even seen people who I graduated school with do the same thing, is they're worried that they don't know enough or they're worried that they need to have their website perfect or they have to have their handouts figured out or they have to have everything in line before they can sell something or talk about something or work with someone. It's never going to happen because it's never going to be perfect. And by the time you get it there, it's evolving. And so I think that the people like Jessica Alba, Chelsea Handler, Molly Sims, they're really passionate and they're not afraid to – take a step in one direction, even if it might be the wrong one, whether that's investing in a company or saying yes to doing a television show or whatever it may be. They're They're risk takers. They're, they're, yeah. And I mean, they're, it's calculated risks for sure, but they don't let their fears keep them, hold them back and they push forward with passion.
1: You know, no, I think, I that's think a great, that's a great thing. Like, I love what you just said. Oh, thanks. I would rather have someone give,
0: give the excuse of like, Oh, I didn't have this or I didn't have that opportunity as opposed to like, it needs to be perfect. I think the people that are saying it needs to be perfect. It never is perfect. Well, all right? they're doing is procrastinating. Is. And I think like you said, you need to be a doer to get anything done, whether it's fitness or diet or business, whatever it is, you need to be able you need to be willing to do something.
1: I, I want to talk about alcohol because earlier before we were talking about wine, mm-hmm. um, And I said that one of my vices is Mm rosé. And you gave me some great tips. So can you tell the audience everything you were telling me before? Sure. Um, Well,
2: first they need to understand traditional winemaking is grapes are grown on a vine. They're stomped on and fermented and bottled. And then you get what you get, right? So the winemaker would need to pick the grape at the perfect time, you would hope that there would be no frost, that it would be sweet, but also, you know, bitter and tart. Um, And then they would make this beautiful bottle of wine. Well, nowadays, uh, winemakers are kind of like cooks in the kitchen. They're able to add sulfites, which add body to wine. Sulfites are naturally occurring in wine. So, um, you know, know that even no sulfite added wines, they're going to contain them. But then they can add something called mega purple, which is the equivalent of, it's like high-fructose corn syrup, but it's high-fructose grape syrup. Um, so it's grape. It's like a purple syrup that's made of grapes that they can add to wine. So the mega purple or the deep purple adds palatability and sweetness, and the sulfites adds body. So then all of a sudden they could have really horrible grapes, With lots of tannins that no one would normally drink and they can doctor up a beautiful glass of wine and then you're noticing i mean it's the birth of two buck chuck basically it's all the grapes from everywhere and all of a sudden we have two dollar wine but you know it is it's interesting to note because that that's increasing the the sugar content in our wines and sulfites which can can you know contribute to hangovers or whatever but I think the great, you know, I don't think people should never drink wine again. I drink wine, but I use a a company called Dry Farm Wines, um, which sends me a box every month of six wines. I do a mixed box, which is white and red and sometimes a rosé. And they're a company that sources wines from traditional winemakers all around the world. So I might get a bottle from Spain. I might get a bottle from New Zealand. I might get a bottle from France. And I'm able to find out, oh, this wine is a traditional winemaker. If I really like it, I'll take a picture and then I'll try to find it at Whole Foods or, you know, Bristol Farms or whatever your grocery store is or order it.
1: And can you pick, like, say you like dry wine, can you pick the palette that you want that they send you? Like, the, are they going to send you like some sweet wine and some dry wine? Like, like, can you pick exactly what you prefer, and they send those six? Um, I don't think they're there yet.
2: At this point, it's they were a startup, and because they were like, people don't know what's happening out there. We need to share, and we need to be a resource for people, which I love. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm sure if we dug enough on the internet, we could you could get to the bottom of like your perfect. Dry farms wine equivalent of rosé. That's you know? a really
1: cool company, though. I love that. I'm definitely we're doing that. Yeah, I'm really interested.
2: You know, I'm a I, I'm a person who likes to teach my clients to replace before they remove. Really, because if say for example, I just came from a client who loves nachos, right? And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. How can we make that even cleaner? There's a new company called Siete, and they have grain-free tortilla chips that if my husband likes, we're we're okay. Because if I try to sneak anything healthy, like cauliflower rice does not fly in my house. I love it, but he's like, no, I want real rice, (laughs) you know? So what's a good real rice to eat? Um, I love a Lundberg, California uh, rice, whether it's sushi rice, white rice, but it's grown in California. And a lot of rices that are grown in the Midwest um, are grown on old cotton fields that were sprayed with arsenic. So we're fi- you find high levels of arsenic in those types of rice. Oh so God, if you're so knowledgeable. If, you <laughs> if you can pick and you're going to make it at home and like a rice cooker on the stove, like, let's pick the
1: good stuff. Okay, and so then, with the nachos, you you told her the chips and what was the brand? So they can Siete. and you can get them at Whole Foods. Uh, they have them at Whole Foods. Yep, and they have them online. And
2: you'll see now. You, now that I said it, you'll see all the bloggers. Now I'm using. hungry for nachos. Yeah, and so what do you do for cheese? This so, is cheese is a hard thing for me. Yeah, so it depends on people. Like if people want to cut cheese out completely, then I have options for that. But if someone wants to use cheese, I, I always say, okay, can we get organic? Can we get raw? So um, Organic Valley makes a raw cheddar, um, and that's great because it contains the enzyme lactase which helps you break down lactose so um, it's always a better option if you can or switching to goat or sheep cheese and you can get a lot of really awesome flavored goat and sheep cheeses out there so that's a good option too and then if you wanted to kind of like go the dairy free route there are some cheeses out there like Daya, I think it's called Daya, and like Kite Hill, for example, which are nut-based cheeses, they're not going to melt the same. They're not going to taste the same. And honestly, some of... I like Kite Hill for their, like... It's basically almond milk made into cream cheese, and that's great with an everything bagel cracker by Skinny Crisp. It's it's like garbanzo bean, everything cracker, and then a little bit of that tastes like an everything bagel with cream cheese. So I have my, Ooh, I have my little, ways. like, my swaps. Okay. Um, but... You know, I think sometimes it's better just to go with the cheese that has one ingredient in it, you know, milk cultures versus guar gums and fillers and emulsifiers of of something trying to be something that it's not. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. And half the blood tests I see, people are allergic to gums. Okay. So. I always am looking. I don't like that. The gums. I'm always avoiding that. What about someone that is a big dessert eater that has a sweet tooth? uh, Freezer fudge. Freezer
2: fudge, what's that? Freezer fudge is my, it's like a fat bomb. So basically, it's coconut oil, almond butter, um, cocoa powder, and a little bit of like organic stevia or monk fruit. And you mix it up, like melt it and mix it up, and you pour it into ice cube trays, put some malden sea salt on the top, and put it in your freezer. And then when you come home, you just pop a cube and it melts like a little bit like fudge or chocolate, it tastes like chocolate almond butter. And there's no sugar. So there's not that spike in blood sugar. And I think it's important for people to realize why I'm such a proponent of things not becoming blood sugar. Blood sugar is the way we get energy, but what comes with blood sugar is insulin. And insulin picks up sugar and puts it away, right? So if you were ever told in high school to carbo-load, what they were trying to do is have sugar go into your bloodstream, insulin picks up the sugar and shoves it into your liver and into your muscles. And that's carbo-loading, right? But if your liver is full and your muscles are full, that's what stores as fat. But the interesting thing with insulin is insulin is a hormone that tells your body to store fat and to store, store nutrients, not burn them. So insulin lasts for six to eight hours. So say, for example, you had a cronut at 6 a.m. You're not burning fat until, really burning fat until noon or two and if you had a big huge like sandwich or huge wrap at noon then you're really not really burning a lot of fat you might be burning stored glycogen until six or eight at night and so then if someone's eating late night like not eight or nine add six to eight hours to that and then they're only getting a real fat burning time of a couple of hours and so whenever anyone wants to lose weight I'm like look you're only burning fat for two hours maybe in the middle of the night between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So how can I continue to get you to burn from 3 a.m. to noon? Well, that's easy. If you're not super emotionally connected to breakfast, I make you have a Fab Four smoothie that has protein, fat, fiber, and greens in it. No fruit, no, no sugar. And then all of a sudden we're getting you to burn from 3 a.m. all the way to noon without totally changing your lifestyle.
1: I love it. Well…
0: I'm gonna. I, I don't really do this, but I'm gonna have to listen and re-listen to my own podcast, our own podcast.
1: Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> should be I need taking to, notes. I
0: need to pick up. There's a lot of. There's a lot of gems dropped here. So thank you for doing that. because yeah. There's a lot that I'm learning as we go, but. Yeah, there's a lot in here. I need to, yeah, I need, you, there's you a lot need to absorb.
1: Okay. Maybe f- it's too much for the audience? No, no, no. No, I think. no they're <laughs> going to love it. I feel like everyone has their composition notebook out. So before you go, I want you to leave the audience with three effective, quick tips, like the most simple you can think of for them to tighten up for summer in the next month. Like what are little tiny things that are so easy that they can do? Okay. Number one have a fruit free
2: smoothie. So have vanilla or chocolate type, you know, with the fat and the fiber for breakfast every single day. I have clients Great who tip. do nothing else but have that and lose lose weight. Great. Second, if you're going to be a working out in the morning, don't eat before. So – Go to SoulCycle, go to CrossFit, go to bar, go wherever you are. Get up and work out. And work out on an empty stomach with some water. If you need a little sip of coffee, nothing in it, unless it's like a little bit of MCTO. But I prefer water only. And here's the reason why. Huge surge of human growth hormone in your body that holds on to lean muscle mass and tells your body, let's burn some fat. And it might suck for a second when you get on the bike and you feel like you have no energy. But once you get into breaking down those fatty acids, you're going to feel Really solid fuel. How
1: quick after doing? That's we
0: how eat? I've worked out my whole life. I'm the, the happiest I've ever been because Lauren I, told me. Do you want to go get your nutrition said, degree? I need to eat before, and I said I don't think I so. Thought
1: I, she, I thought I was told by everyone else you did, but I can see why you would say not to eat.
2: You guys are so funny right now <laughs> across from <laughs> me at the table. They're like pointing at each other. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. I told you. Because <laughs> fist bump. <laughs> this, is, this, interv- this is going <laughs> Wait, my way. Wait, she
1: has her last tip, but I want to know really quick: after you work out, do you recommend eating thirty minutes, like right when you work out? You want to get some protein, or are you not that, like, anal about it? No, I mean,
2: you're going to have a lot of trainers and people at workout places be like,
1: you have to have protein
2: within 30 minutes. But if you have amino acids floating in your bloodstream from the dinner before, or you get something in your system you know, in an hour, 90 minutes, two hours would be like where I max out. I'm like, look, you need, if you're going to go home and shower and get ready, fine. But like, I would like you to have some form of breakfast or protein within two hours. And that's more for me, one, to get you amino acids, but also to make sure that you're not falling off a cliff and then all of a sudden feeling so starving and
1: shaky or like needing something. Okay. And we can do the smoothie with no fruit.
2: Yeah. So I would go, go get your workout on an empty stomach have a smoothie without fruit or if you have to have fruit then keep it to a fourth a cup but preferably you know nothing because then all of a sudden we're locked in load and burning all this fat for fuel and feeling really awesome and smart and like our brain's moving a million miles a minute and then you know get yourself to lunch and then all of a sudden we just lock you know we just lock down an amazing first third of the day and if that's all you do for your health Every single day, it's a mantra. You start your day over, and you and you do something good for yourself.
1: I love it. What's your third and final tip?
2: I think um, I I mean, it know your love language. I think that's really important, and find a person who's going to give you your love language because in this day and age, people are like on their in, on the internet or on their computer and liking via tap tap hearts. And I'm going to age myself right now, but Facebook came out when I was a senior in college. So for me that we had you know, we not Polaroids, but we had like real cameras and we took real pictures and we were more interested in hanging out with each other. So for me, my love language is is touch and I'm like hanging on my husband all the time and I need that. Mine's touch too. Hinty hint. It's it's the (laughs) best. It's the best, you know. And so if you know your love language is like affirmations and call the people that are going to give you affirmations, you know, give your mom a call and and you know know your love language and and get it from somewhere i love it that's think, a great
1: tip to end with too yeah. so, where can everyone find you um i am my
2: all my handles for everything are at be well by kelly and my website is com, and same with snapchat so i got lucky i got them all and okay. where can
0: where can everyone find your book
2: my book is on pre-order for Amazon right now. It will be in Barnes & Noble and bookstores on June 27th. And it will be in Costco on July 6th. Cool. Yeah. Your dad will have to pick one
1: up. He's My there dad's every the mayor of day. Costco,
0: so <laughs> yeah. he's one of those guys that walks into Costco and they don't even card him anymore. They're like, come up this way, sir. He goes down into yeah. a separate line. You know?
1: yeah. <laughs> Kelly, it was so nice to have you on. You're so knowledgeable. That was incredible. I'm going to go back and listen and take notes. You have to come back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm
2: so excited. It was so nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast We so value your attention, and we could not continue to produce this show on a weekly basis without you. We're going to be taking a lot more listener questions on the show, so if you guys have any questions, make sure you go to our Instagrams and just comment a question on our latest post. We're going to have Val and Mimi gather all of your questions off of Instagram so we can kind of do like a whole Q&A show. Michael's Instagram is at Michael Bostick with two S's, and mine is at The Skinny Confidential.
0: So if you guys like the show and has brought you any kind of entertainment or value, please share it with a friend, family member, dog, cat, anybody. Anyone, please. So we can continue to grow the community. And if you feel so inclined, drop us a line on iTunes.
1: Yeah, we really, really appreciate you guys rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We will see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential Him and Her with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.
1: Hi guys, it's Becca Tobin, Kelty Knight, and Jack Vanek, and we are the Lady Gang, as in the Lady Gang podcast. And this summer, we have something extra special, not just celebrity interviews, but we are helping you Lady Gang your life slash get your s*** together. What do we have coming up, Kelty? Hormone
2: expert, nutrition expert, fitness expert, sex expert, dermatologists, people shooting up your faces with syringes telling us what it's all about. It's all the important things you need to Lady Gang your life. Every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple podcast